Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe, and this is Coffee with Mark. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. And, uh, you know, so many of you guys, actually, a surprising number of you guys have reached out to me over the past several weeks, months. Um, and no, it hasn't been months, but the, the past several weeks. And, uh, and have asked me, like, hey, man, you know, when's the next episode coming out? And, <clears throat> you know, I haven't really had an answer for anybody other than, you know, hey, soon, 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 soon. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. Um, but the truth is, okay, the truth is, um, I took a, I took a, a hiatus. I took a break from recording the show, um, honestly, because I, I've been in this this. I don't want to call it a funk. I've actually felt really good lately, but I've been in this um, this state of mind where every single time I get in front of the mic, you know, I feel like. Um, I honestly feel like lighting the world on fire. Like I, I, I've been, I've had a little bit of dark energy fueling me over the past uh, several weeks, and uh, you know, I've made a lot of big changes in my in my own life. You know, I've, I've, um, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've, I've split ways with people that um, I've parted ways with people that I had really great relationships with. Um, just a, a lot is going on, and I have a lot to say, um, but I don't have much good to say. That's the truth. That's the truth. And and I've been constantly reminding myself of that old uh, that old saying that, that you were told when you were a kid. Hey, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing. You know, don't say nothing. And, and I have, truth be told, I have sat right here in this chair um, and recorded several podcasts over the past several weeks. Um, and none of them, none of them got posted because, um, <clears throat> well, because there's enough darkness and negativity out there. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's enough darkness and negativity out there as it is. And, and, and I don't want to be one more person, you know, heaping it on. That's the truth. I, I, I try, I try to be a light, you know, I try to be a light. I try to stay positive. I try to, uh, you know, and, and, and balance staying positive with being a realist. You know, I'm not trying to be overly optimistic and and you guys know that you know I can I can definitely shoot it straight um but I just I don't want to be one of those people that just comes on the show or that you know goes on my Instagram or my TikTok you know and is just pointing fingers casting blame you know or picking people apart that's not me um it's not me and and I really refuse to 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 stoop to that level um and so Consequently, guys, you know, I've been MIA from the show, but but honestly, I've been busy. I've had a lot of things going on. Um, life is good right now, for real. Like Grace and I actually just got back from a road trip, okay, another road trip that we took. We drove um, from here in St. Louis all the way down to Jupiter, Florida. Actually, technically, we went all the way down to Miami, okay, all the way down to Miami. So it was a about a, I mean, when you map it, it says it's going to be like 16 and a half hours, but the truth is it took us about 22 hours um, of driving and, you know, with stops and refueling and all that stuff. It took us about 22 hours to get down there, but um, spent a few days down in Southern Florida with uh, some good friends of ours, honestly, and, and, and had a blast, had a blast. Um, when, when we told our friends that we were driving instead of flying, they're like, you guys are crazy. You know, not only would it be guys, get this, 
get this. It's actually cheaper to fly now with, with several people, okay? Grace and I could have flown to Southern Florida for cheaper than we drove, okay? And I just, for some reason, like I feel like my whole life, it was always cheaper to drive somewhere than fly. And now because of the price of fuel, it is actually much cheaper to fly. We could have we could have saved probably four hundred bucks on fuel um, if we flew. If we flew, that's crazy. You know, it it is. Um, and even leaving, like I don't know if I'm like just naive or just um, I just don't pay attention to to gas prices. But even like even up to the point that we left, that we hit the road, I was confident that driving was actually going to save us some money. Um, but it didn't at all. Like it didn't at all. Um, you know, but anyway, our friends were like, you guys are crazy to drive, you know? And, uh, I guess it's hard for most people. If you've never taken a road trip, especially the kind of road trip that I took that I shared with you guys, um, in one of the last episodes that I posted, I, I can't remember what, what the date was. Um, but I share with you guys about my first road trip. It was a seven-day road trip. I, I left. I hit the road, and I didn't even have. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a destination. I didn't have a schedule to follow. Nothing. I didn't even know how long I was going to be on the road. And uh, all I did was just, you know, I, I started heading south. Like that's it. I just started driving south, southwest actually, um, and just wherever I went, I, that's where I was going to go. And and it was cool. I mean, at one point, Grace got in the car and she's like, hey, where are we stopping next? Where's our next stop? And I said, I don't know, whenever I feel like stopping, like that's, that's, that's how I road trip. Okay. And, and I know that not a lot of people have road tripped like that. Cause usually you're on a schedule or you've got a destination or if you got, you know, this place and then this place and then this place, it's all planned out. And I, you know, th those are probably awesome too. You probably, you can maximize your time on the road if you plan, you know, carefully and, uh, and intentionally. Um, but man, there's, there's something, there's something about not having a plan nor a destination, uh, a schedule to follow, like just being on the road, no music on, no nothing, driving quietly in the car and just, and just enjoying it, you know, and just, I don't know, just being present with yourself or with your, with your company, whoever that is. Um, and so my friends, they, they just, they didn't understand. They're like, how are you guys driving? I'm like, you don't get it, man. I just, I love seeing our country. I love seeing different places, new towns, big towns, small towns. I love seeing it from the ground. You know, I, I really do. I think that's, that's the way to really, really experience it. Even when, even when I drove to some like remote places, like, like, like White Sands National, National Park, right? Um, it actually enhanced driving there instead of flying. It actually, it, it, it almost emphasized uh, the experience for me because it emphasized how remote some of those places are. Like when I drove to Joshua Tree National Park, like I drove for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles through the desert in Southern California before we started to see the Joshua Tree National Park area. Like even, I mean, we drove through a desert and on a road that was so remote that like you didn't eat, first of all, you didn't even get cell service. Like we're, we're, I mean, we probably went a hundred plus miles in between gas stations. Okay. So there's no gas stations, no stores. We're driving, 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 driving. Then you lose all cell service and reception. It's so remote that there's literally 
there's literally a like an emergency payphone. Like uh, there's an emergency payphone mounted like every mile on the mile for like this hundred mile stretch through the desert. Because if you like break down, if you get a flat tire, if you run out of gas, there's no cell reception, there's no gas station. Civilization is nowhere to be found. That you have to use one of those uh, emergency phones just to call for help. Like that that's how remote it was. And 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 driving through that just to get there, it made me appre- appreciate the destination even more. Like I know it sounds cheesy and cliche, but it's it's true. So uh, so anyway, we we just took another road trip, right? Our second road trip now, um, the first one since that first one, and uh, and we went down to Florida, and the drive was was about twenty two hours, like I said, um, and 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 I had my first like really scary uh, incident on the road. That's the truth. I had I had my really scary incident um, on our way back. Um, Grace and I were driving through some like really 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 intense. Florida rains like if you're if you've ever spent any length of time in Florida you've probably seen like it can just all of a sudden just start pouring like it like with no warning like two minutes earlier it's like 80 degrees and sunny and then all of a sudden it's dark I mean sheets of rain are coming down like the wind's blowing it's just crazy and and the you know to make it even weirder uh it typically only lasts for I don't know 10, 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden it's 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 80 and sunny again. So anyway, we were driving through one of those. Like all of a sudden it started pouring. And we were driving on the highway probably around 80 miles an hour, to be honest. I mean, this, the speed limit was 70, but the flow of traffic was was about 80. Um, and so we're driving and, and it, it starts pouring. I go to change lanes um, and I'm, I was in the fast lane. I go to move over to the middle lane, which, oh, man. Don't even get me started about freaking drivers. But anyway, okay, let me tell you the story first. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the fast lane. I'm driving like 80 miles an hour. I go to, I go to change lanes, go to the middle lane just to, just to start cruising and slow down. And my, my car hydroplanes on the water. Okay, so my car hydroplanes, as soon as I start to change lanes, we slide to the right. I cannot believe, guys, I cannot believe. I mean, we literally, I could have killed both of us. Like, it, like it, not even funny, you know, no exaggeration. I mean, we were driving fast, and we were actually in traffic. Like, it wasn't like it was an empty highway. We slide to the right over into the slow lane. So then, obviously, now I'm trying to, like, correct a little bit. So I correct a little bit, and then we 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 swerve left. Like, we swerve hard left across the middle lane, across the fast lane. And then we hit this big, I mean, we're so lucky. But we hit this big puddle of water that had accumulated on the side of the road over on the on the bank on the left. And there was, there was a, a, a cement, like, um... I don't know what to call it. Like the there the, there was a wall on the left side of the highway. Okay, so like um in like the median was encased in like cement wall, right? And so uh, we easily could have swerved left and went all the way into the cement wall. In which case, my t- my car for sure would have been totaled, and we we very well may have gotten hurt, right? Um, but but in between the left outer edge of the fast lane and the cement wall what had accumulated this big puddle like it was a really big puddle of water and we hit that 
and it's and luckily it slowed us down almost to a dead stop like immediately and we stopped and and my car was was fine um it was just really wet like we stopped um my car was still running you know i kind of looked at grace whoo you know that was that was close um and i made light of the situation but honestly it was super scary and uh and that was our first like that was the the closest thing to like a hiccup or a flat tire or a speeding ticket or running out of gas, that was the closest thing to, um, you know, a holdup that we've experienced yet, and it was it was really scary. But I was thinking about it today, and I'm like, man, I'm so like I'm 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 really grateful that nothing happened. Like uh, my car, I mean, a little piece of plastic on my car, like on the undercarriage, kind of got loose, and I, I I almost got frustrated about about it today um, when I noticed it, but then like I had to check myself. Cause I'm like, Mark, you're so lucky. You're so lucky that that little tiny piece of thin plastic is all that's broken on your car and, and, and on you, you know? Um, so I am, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that damn, uh, flappy piece of plastic on the bottom of my undercarriage, but, but back to the drivers. Okay. I don't know if how I was taught to drive is just a New York thing. Right. Like I, I was taught to drive in New York and in New York, the way that you're taught to drive, or at least the way that my parents taught me to drive, is that the the lane, the furthest to the left, OK, is the lane that you drive the fastest in. In fact, I believe it's called the passing lane. OK, the passing lane. All right. You pass in the lane all the way to the left. And when you're not passing, you just move back to the right. OK. And the lane all the way to the right, regardless of how many lanes there are, the lane all the way to the right is the slow lane, okay? That is where the slowest driver drives, okay? And in between the lane all the way to the right and the lane all the way to the left, I think in order from right to left, you the drivers go faster and faster and faster, okay? This is how I was taught to drive because theoretically, if you if you can kind of picture it, right, you're in the slow lane and you're driving and you come up behind somebody. Well, when you come up behind somebody, that person doesn't have a right lane to, to move right. And so you pass to the left, okay? Now, let's say you come up behind somebody else. Well, then you pass to the left. You keep passing to the left and the, le the lane furthest to the left is just for passing or the people who drive the fastest, okay? Well, and I'm and I'm like explaining this as if you you people don't know. You know, okay? We were all taught to drive the same way, okay? And everybody knows the left lane is the fast lane. So, I mean, this is the if I had a pet peeve, okay? This would be it. Like the the most infuriating thing about taking a road trip is that there are people out there, and I guarantee you there's some of those people listening to this show right now, you motherfuckers, okay? There are people out there that for whatever reason, they'll drive in the left lane, and they'll drive slow. They'll drive slowly in the left lane, and then you come up behind them, right? So the way that you nicely you know, come up behind somebody is you come up behind, you leave like four or five car lengths between you and them. And with you just coming up behind them is enough of uh, a signal that you would like to keep driving fast, okay? That you're driving faster than they are. And so 
common courtesy dictates that that person just kindly move to the right and allow you to pass them. And then if they want, they can move back to the left or they can just cruise in the cruising lane because that's what the middle lanes are for, cruising, okay? Well, there are people out there that when you come up behind them in the fast lane and you give them that, that you know, that nice and respectful distance between your car and their car, they stay in the fast lane and they force you to slow down and drive the speed that they're, that they're driving, right? And so then what I typically do is I just speed up a little bit, a little bit, right? I'll speed up a little bit, get a little bit closer, and it's like, hey, maybe you didn't notice, but I just drove up behind you, which means I'm driving faster than you, and I would love it and really appreciate it if you could just move to the right, okay? So you move a little bit closer, and that's basically what it says. That's the message, okay? Um, and they stay there, okay? And they stay there. So then you move up really close, okay? And now you're driving 80 miles an hour. There's less than one car length between your front bumper and their back bumper, and they stay there. They stay there. It's almost as if they're indignant that you would even that you would even expect them to move. Like, like it's their highway, you know? And man, I, I swear, I swear, guys, this is it. Like, like if I ever end up back in prison, it will be because I literally ran somebody off the road. <laughs> For real, if I ever end up back in prison, it's because I it's because of these one of it's because of these uh one of these motherfuckers, I swear. And uh, you know, I I I experienced it so much on this on this past road trip, like seriously. And what I'll do is I'll like I'll like nicely beep. I'll be like toot 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 toot. Like, hey, this is a nice beep. Like, please move out of the way, okay? And and they'll just stay there, and then I just end up laying on my horn, like, and then and then eventually I go around, okay? And I know this is the devil's advocate, right? The devil's advocate says, well, Mark, why don't you just go around? You know, like. It's almost like, why are you entitled to have them move out of your way? Why don't you drive around them? And I get that. I get that. I, I almost want to give some validity to that argument. Except that's not how we fucking learned how to drive. Every single person in this country learned how to drive the same way that I learned how to drive. Okay, which is that you pass people on the left and you drive slow on the right. Okay, that's how you drive. So there is no validity to that. Hey, Mark, why don't you drive around them? No, why don't people learn how to drive? Okay, and, and it's like, you know what? It, I don't want to believe it's a reflection of the entitlement that people feel in this country. But I but the truth is, I, I do believe that that's exactly what it is. It's just an it's an entitlement thing. Like even if you, even if you give them like a nice beep or something, like they'll stay there. And it's like at that point, what is going through your mind? Like what is going through your mind? Like no, I'm not gonna move. Like I'm not gonna. Like you're just ruining people's day. And it's crazy that it ruins my day, but it really does. It it, it drives me nuts. But you're you're literally ruining people's day for the fun of it. And you know what? If that's you. You're a douchebag, okay? That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, but okay, so my, my actual message, my actual message for the day, okay? So if you guys didn't know, um, Matt, Grace, and I, we all work together, all right? Uh, Grace and I started a company, my brother, um, 
you know, really, I mean, technically he works as an independent contractor, but, but together we're working on uh, building something that's really, really, really going to be, I mean, just awesome. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. Um, but in the early stages of, of business, you know, we're, you know, everybody kind of does everything. It's like all hands on decks. If you if you've ever been a part of a startup or if you've ever started a business yourself, then you, you've probably gone through that phase. But we're in that phase right now. And, you know, it is kind of hectic. It really is. Um, and Matt, Matt has just been, you know, really a godsend, a trooper, um, because, you know, he's helping in ways that, I, you know, I was talking to Grace earlier today and I said, man, I don't I don't think that we could that we could be doing it right now without him, you know, and so. Um, this morning, uh, Grace and I, we didn't get back from our, from our road trip until 4.30 in the morning, literally this morning, okay? We, we decided on the way back from Florida to try to drive straight through, like whereas on the way down, we drove about halfway, um, and then we got a hotel, and then we drove the, the second half the following day. Well, yesterday, we left at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. We ended up getting back to Missouri at 4.30 in the morning the following day, which was this morning. Um, so hell of a drive. Obviously, we were super, super, super exhausted. Um, I drove for like one nineteen of the twenty one hours. Um, so I mean, I was, I was literally, I mean, I was so exhausted. Um, and so, I mean, understandably, as soon as we got home, uh, we just came in the house and we went to sleep uh, because we hadn't slept. Uh, so knocked out. All right. I also have a rule. I have a rule in, in my house. Um, there is no cell phone. No cell phone is allowed in the bedroom. Okay, Grace and I don't sleep with our phones by our bed. Um, in fact, we almost never have our phones in the bedroom. Um, and I really love that rule, except when you're sleeping and somebody's trying to get a hold of you because there's some situation that needs your attention. Um, it, it really, it really does throw a wrench in, in life. Okay. That rule does, but, but overall I love it. In fact, I suggest that you adopt it yourself. Okay. It's been, it's been great. Um, but anyway, this morning was one of those mornings where, or one of those situations in which, you know, that rule really, it really kind of bit me in the ass. So we got back around four 30 in the morning. Um, we can't come in the house, go immediately to bed. Um, my brother was uh, scheduled uh, to, to board a flight at 6 a.m., okay, 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, so a little bit after we got home, and I had his ID, okay? Now, I'm not going to go into the details of why I had his ID, but sometimes <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. We're identical twins. I swear to God, sometimes we just grab IDs and... Uh, and, and I'll like go, I, I don't stress it at all. Like I'll literally be out in public with Matt's ID or he'll be out in public with my ID and, um, and then we'll notice or whatever. But, um, but I had his ID. Okay. And he's supposed to board a flight. He does have another ID, so he doesn't really get stressed out about it. And so do I, I have multiple, um, IDs as well. Um, but he had another ID, so I, I guess he wasn't stressing it. He went to the airport with the other ID, but the other ID is expired. I had the one that was not expired. And, um, and so he gets to the airport. They won't, they won't let him through security with his expired ID or they're giving him a hard time. So much so that he literally ends up missing his flight, okay? And mean, in the meantime, okay, before he missed his flight, he's texting me. He's calling me. He's texting me. He's calling me. I had like three or four missed calls. I had text messages. 
And then I have an angry text, you know, Grace and I both from Matt, where he's like, man, I missed my effing flight because you have my effing ID, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, guys, like keep in mind, I didn't, I didn't add this, but Matt's literally taking this trip because I asked him to, because he's going to work with one of my clients to make my job easier, okay? So I asked him to take the trip, all right? While we were out of town, he was watching our dog. Then I have his ID. Um, I mean, so just thing after thing after thing, I'm sure he was super frustrated, okay? And he misses his flight. So then he calls, you know, my client, lets them know, hey, I missed my flight. I won't be coming. You'll have to talk to Mark and, you know, reschedule, whatever. He's pissed. I can tell in the text message. I wake up and I'm like, and I'm pissed. Okay, I'm pissed. I just paid, I don't know, however much for these flights for Matt to go out there. Obviously, just organize the whole thing. And then more so than, than the money that, and by the way, non-refundable plane tickets, but more so than the money, you know, I'm just mad that now, you know, this project that I'm working on is, is pushed back. So I'm, I'm pissed when I wake up. Um, and I, I know that he's pissed too, though. So I was trying to be understanding and I texted him like, hey, no worries, man. Um, I said, just take the day and cool off and we'll figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out, right? We'll, we'll reschedule. So in my mind, I literally wrote off the whole trip. I'm like, he missed his flight. You know, the situation is frustrating. You know, screw the whole thing. You know, take the day and we'll just talk about another time. Okay. And I, and I, was, and I almost laid my head back down and went back to bed. Uh, because this is, I mean, I got home at 4.30. This is about 8 a.m. Okay, so I still hadn't slept very much. But then, but then for whatever reason, for whatever reason, in my brain, this voice in my brain said like, no, you know, like, no, there's, there's no reason. Like, it's 8 a.m. He missed a 6 a.m. flight. There's no reason why you can't just book another flight. Okay, if you're going to rebook the whole trip you may as well just book another flight right now and then he can keep his return flight, right? Like, so I had a, I had a moment of clarity, you know, like I had a calm, collected moment of clarity in the midst of just, I mean, I was, I was pissed. Like I was pissed. So in the midst of just this emotionally charged, super angry moment, you know, I took a breath and I thought clearly and, um, and you know what? It was a good fucking idea. Like it was, a, it was a good idea. So I just, I rolled back over, picked my phone up and, uh, and I looked, I, I looked at the same airline and saw, you know, did they have any other flights leaving today? They did, of course, some direct flights. Um, and I paid a little bit more for it than I did the original flight, but I got him on a flight, you know, he ended up taking the trip and, uh, and now he's there. Now he's there. He's going to make the most of the trip. He's going to get the work done that we needed him to get done. The project is going to move forward, right? The, my client is going to be happy. I'm happy. Um, and, and really, we missed a few hours. Like, we missed out on a few hours of day one of his trip, um, which, which in the big picture is not a big deal at all. He's still going to be able to do everything that I sent him out there for, right? And so the lesson, right, the lesson and the, and the message, because it wasn't until hours and hours and hours later that I realized what just happened there. Like, what happened is, you know, I was, I was able, I was able to, to, to act on reason rather than emotion. Like in a moment where I wanted to react purely emotionally. And I, and I actually did, you know, like the truth is I did react emotionally. I said, screw it. Like I, 
I, I was pissed. I slammed my door here and Grace, you know, Grace was like, well, that was unnecessary. Um, you know, so I was pissed. Um, I, I, I lashed out. I slammed my, my bedroom door on the way back in the bedroom. I texted him. I wrote off the whole trip. I texted him saying, screw it, take the day, cool off, and we'll talk about it another time. Like I just completely said, screw the whole thing. And, I, and then I took a deep breath and I thought clearly um, and logically and, and, and look, everything worked out all right. Like seriously, everything worked out all right. The trip is going to, you know, the, his trip is going to be completed without a hiccup. Um, and so it was just something where, you know, I, I realized that it's so easy for us to respond emotionally. But I think that one of, one of the single biggest issues and most destructive tendencies that we have in our country right now is that people not only think, but they act emotionally. Like that's it, like emotion. We are emotional beings, but we can't allow our, we can't allow our behavior and our thought process and the way that we treat and act and speak towards people uh, be dictated by how we feel. We can't, we can't do it. It's so dangerous. That's such a slippery slope. It really is. And, and whenever, you, whenever you allow yourself to be led by emotion, you make mistakes. Like you make poor, uh, you make lapses in judgment, poor decisions. You make mistakes, um, and and when you can when you can feel your emotions and then let them go and think clearly, like man, I, I, I'm telling you, like it's it's nothing short of a superpower, you know, it really is. It's nothing short of a superpower, and so it was a really cool it was a really cool moment of growth uh, for me to even to even be able to reflect and see that I was able to have that that type of realization in the moment while I was, you know, super pissed off. So, um, you know, just just think about it. You know, honestly, that that's really it. I, I brought it up and shared it with you guys because I know like I'm, I'm just as guilty as of it as everybody else. But I know how easy it is to just think and act, you know, based on how you feel. But it's just it's so bad for you. It's so bad for you. Um, it's bad for your relationships. It's bad for society. Um, it's just th there's no good that comes of it, you know, quite honestly, unless you're acting on love. Okay, if you're acting on love, then I guess there's some good that comes of it. But that's really what I got for you guys today. I just want to share that moment, that moment of clarity, um, that moment of reason uh, that I had. And, and, and hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys have some moments of your of your own, you know, um, if not today, tomorrow, um, but in the future. And and if you do, if you do, if you catch yourself responding or acting or reacting emotionally in a situation where it might, you know, where it just might not serve you, you know, try, try your best to, to, to remember what I'm saying right now. Take a deep breath and, and think clearly, you know, like I was able to this morning because, man, it worked out. You know, it worked out and probably saved me a lot of money, too, you know, so. Um, that's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, um, and listening to the adventures of Mark and Grace. Just kidding. Uh, but thank you so much, guys. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed the show, you know, share it. I, I, I didn't give you guys too much. I just wanted to come on, say hi, um, and let you guys know that I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I'm out of my negative funk. I don't want to talk any more shit. Well, I am going to, I am going to talk shit, but I'm not going to talk shit about any one person in particular. I'm just going to talk shit in general. All right. But love you guys as always. And I will talk to you next time.